Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. What is up, my dear? I'm so glad that you are back to chat with me again on the Kind Mind Project because I today's episode is going to be a quick one, okay? I want to plant a little seed for you with a concept that I have been thinking about and I imagine you probably have encountered as well. So here we go. A lot of times when I am experiencing any kind of like intense emotion or something that is super uncomfortable, maybe I am getting really anxious about an interview or I am having a lot of fear associated with change, whatever that big uncomfortable emotion is, a lot of times I am having this whole side conversation with myself that is extremely critical, right? I... I don't know if you relate to this, but hopefully you do. I am the kind of person where the immediate afterthought to a big emotion is like, oh my gosh, Emily, you're ridiculous. You should just be able to handle this, right? It should just be fine. You should be able to tackle it and be fine. Rather than looking at other human beings who are rightfully anxious about something and being like, oh yeah, they're worried about it. Yeah, they're having a response. And my immediate afterthought is with judgment of myself. And I realize that I've truly been doing myself a disservice. And I imagine you have been too. I intentionally today went a little bit more science-y than we typically do. Because I think it's important. Our bodies give us so much data that goes unused. Our bodies give us so much information on a daily, freaking hourly basis that we don't utilize. We experience it and we get through the moment, but we don't use it for the future. And so today I want to chat with you about how we can shift some of that emotional data into intelligent action. Now, what do I mean by emotional data? Well, I want you to think of a time recently where you were really worried about something or maybe overwhelmed about something and you started to feel that sensation in your chest of your chest being really tight or maybe you're breathing really shallow. Maybe you start to sweat a little bit. I'll be honest with you, this experience happened for me recently when I had a beautiful bridal shower organized by my incredible mother. Um, And I'm, I'm sitting there at my bridal shower and I am not the kind of person that enjoys all of the attention being on her. I'm not. It makes me 
really nervous to do the right thing. It makes me really nervous to say the right thing or have a proper reaction. I don't know. I, with all eyes on me, I get anxious. And so I was in this scenario and this is supposed to be a time where we are celebrating together. And yes, we're celebrating me in the start of my marriage, but it's like I have all of my favorite people in the same room together and all of my worlds are colliding. And rather than enjoying it, I'm taking all of these pieces of emotional data and I'm judging them. I'm sitting there in this room full of all of my loved ones and let me tell you, this is embarrassing, but it's you, so I feel like I can say this. I was sweating my butt off, okay? I was so sweaty in all the places and so nervous that I, the judgment was there, but the biggest thing that my body was telling me, my body threw out that warning sign that red flag of, of my personal anxiety and is like, wow, you are literally creating a mustache of sweat for yourself right now because you are so worried about all of the things that are, are not truly necessary. This is 30 plus loved ones in the same room that you've never got to experience before. And here you are getting your panties in a bunch and sweating a mustache on your face because you're worried about doing the right thing or saying the right thing. These are 30 plus people that that love you the most. And so I, looking back, of course, you know, that whole hindsight thing, looking back, I was like, wow, my body was truly giving me so much information that I wasn't utilizing. Instead, I was just judging it. My heart that was racing when I walked in the door to this bridal shower and all of the anticipatory anxiety I was experiencing, the tightening in my muscles and my my shoulders going up to my ears because I was nervous, this clenched jaw thing that I feel like I experience a lot. So many body signals that I was really just freaking out about and um, were adding to my anxiety rather than providing me the intelligence and the awareness to do something about it. So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by shifting that emotional data, shifting that bodily experience into something that's helpful? Well, initially, we're going to have to ask ourselves a number of questions, right? This is what I'm picking up on right now. I'm really sweaty. (laughs) I'm sweating profusely and my heart is racing and my muscles feel really tight. And in that moment of observation, I am doing so without judgment. If you are the kind of gal that practices any kind of mindfulness on a daily basis, you know that you're going to have to do this intentionally, but you're also going to have to do it without judgment. So the opposite of what I was doing before. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm sweating. People are looking at me. Oh my gosh, right? This is what I'm picking up on right now. I'm feeling really warm (laughs) and my heart is racing. And so we're going to take that a step further 
and ask ourselves, how has my energy or my sense of calm been affected by this person, this space, or this situation? And what does that mean? So for me and my example, how did that scenario affect my sense of calm? Well, like I just told you, after the fact, I'm able to say, hey, I don't really love when all the attention is on me. I don't really love when a room full of 30 people are sitting there staring at me, right? Even if they are my my deepest loved ones. And then I have to find some meaning in that. What the hell does that mean? What does it mean that that makes me nervous? Well, I if you've done the kind of inner... <laughs> kind of self-love work that I have in the last couple years, I took that a step further to say, you know, I most of the time take it as my job to make other people happy and celebrate other people and make them laugh and make sure that they're comfortable. And if you listen to last week's episode, you know that I tend to be a little bit overly responsible for other people's comfort. And I knew that that played a part in it too. So I looked at that scenario and I looked at the the emotional data, the bodily data that I was being given. And I said, okay, what around me, what person, what scenario, what space affected my sense of calm because it shifted? And what does that mean? But then thirdly, we're also going to take a look because I feel like this is maybe not applicable to my example right now, but potentially to an example of yours that you find in the future, we're going to need to ask ourselves, is this my intuition, my peace, or my trauma, my fear, showing up and responding to the situation at hand? Is this my intuition or my trauma response right now showing up? Maybe it's a gut feeling that is bringing about this bodily reaction. So we're going to first of all have to notice the emotional data and then ask ourselves, okay, is this my intuition? Is this some gut feeling? Is this my body trying to protect my peace? Or is this based on a previous experience? Is this space, person, or situation reminding me of a previous experience that my body is trying to warn me about? And this does not mean that it has to be one or the other, right? This does not mean that it has to be either a gut feeling or my intuition trying to protect me or a response from a previous experience trying to protect me. I want to make it clear that it could mean all sorts of things, right? Maybe you are just an anxious one like I am, and maybe you're catching yourself in some unnecessary overthinking. We're also going to have to ask ourselves, what is this notification, right, that my body is giving me? What is this notification trying to teach me and trying to communicate to me? I think for me personally, it was that I was getting in my head (laughs) and self-sabotaging. My body was communicating to me, hey, you're getting yourself all worked up about this thing that you're supposed to be enjoying. 
that you're supposed to be experiencing fully and you're stopping yourself from that. You're sabotaging yourself from that. And lastly, what is the best rather than perfect answer going forward? This last piece was really important to me in that scenario. You and I share a lot of similarities if you show up to this podcast on a weekly basis. But one of the things that I imagine we share is this struggle with perfectionism. The struggle with perfectionism and doing things right and doing things kindly and the the way that we go about our actions, there's a pressure to do it perfectly. And so in this scenario for myself, I had to ask myself, like, what is the best next step rather than the perfect next step in this scenario? And for me, that communicated a lot. You're putting so much pressure on having the perfect response or giving everyone in that room the perfect amount of time or saying the perfect thing. Like you are putting so much pressure on that that you're not allowing yourself to experience it. So instead of trying to make it perfect, what is the next best thing you can do moving forward? What is the best rather than the perfect answer going forward? And so although I recognize that this example is a really specific one, right? Mostly because it's, I I take you along this journey with me, my dude. And that is the most current example in my life right now. But I hope it sparked some kind of example for you. We can apply this to all sorts of different things. I imagine anytime we try something new or anytime we feel particularly triggered or activated by something, that's some emotional data coming through that is not just there for shits and giggles, right? It's, it's there to inform our actions, but it can only do that if we listen to it. If it can only do that if we do something with it, right? Sometimes it is going to be that gut feeling that is going to give you all kinds of body sensations and, and it's going to ask you to respond accordingly. Sometimes it is going to be based on previous history. And maybe in that scenario, you were reminded and your body was like, oh man, we've done this before. I'm having a response, right? Use that data that it gives you to be able to take the next best step. Not the perfect step because there isn't one, but the next best step. So my hope for you today is that you go start to shift some of that emotional data into intelligence. Into intelligence. Use it. Utilize it for what it's for rather than letting it take control over you rather than letting it add to the mess and sabotage you in the process. I hope this sparked something for you today, dude. And if it did, I hope that I find you over on Instagram at Emily and the Kind Mind. And let's start a conversation. I want to hear about your emotional data and how you're putting it to action. Okay? I love you so, so much. I will talk to you so, so soon. Bye.
Stay kind. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this freaking weirdo in your growth journey. If you connected with today's episode, I would love to hear about it. So slide on over into my Instagram DMs at Emily and the kind mind and let a girl know. Okay. But until then, I will talk to you very soon. I love you so much and you stay kind to that freaking mind. <laughs>